After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We're going to be talking about TV commercials tonight, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Do I make you unhappy? Embarrass you? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve has hello genevieve hello andrew you heard me saying that out loud in the kitchen you didn't know what i was doing did you already forget the spot maker i did already forget the spot maker do i embarrass you (laughs) don't answer that please don't answer that hey everybody we have a fun show today uh we are going to um bring you some of our favorites and most frustrating commercials in a what do we do? Uh, what do you say is a quarterly segment we trot this out? The adcolades and admonishments? I mean, it's generous to assign any kind of regular schedule to it. It's more of a when all else fails sort of gambit. Sure, sure. Um, I or take when, that as, what when was something it? is happening on Tuesdays that we don't want to, uh, that, right. that we need to be unbusy for. Right, right, right. What? I had a pretty, didn't I do a terrible job last week? What was that? Oh, that was the appliance show. <laughs> Commercials coming from inside the appliance. That was fine. I thought I recently had a really just <laughs> terrible idea for a show. And I'm trying to remember which one it was. Like it was something that I was excited about and it didn't. It didn't come together. Does that ring a bell, or is that just everything? Well, you you always, you know, you, those are that's always sort of your review of, of your own oh. production performance. Wait, what are you thinking? It was of? the phone one. I've been <laughs> scrolling back on our show phone, sheet. The phoning with pleasure. <laughs> it was just it was me trying to find commercials where people use weird objects that are not telephones. I liked it. Pretending they are telephones. I still like describing it. I still like <laughs> the idea of it. I just don't know if I stuck the landing. I only thought of that because you said. Um, uh, when all else fails, and maybe lately a lot of things have been failing. But um, anyway, yeah, so this is fun. There are some commercials out there that, um, you know, sometimes they delight us when they come on the screen and we shush each other. And then there are other ones where I just say that you've heard me com- just shout the same complaints over and over about the same commercials. And yeah. so now it's time to shout it at the ad counselors. Um, also, we had to. Um, Cut uh, this out of last week's show, not cut it out, but we never got to a jingle, a very, very fun jingle that reminded me of, of, a, of a game I played in my youth. Yes, I'm excited to get I'd to that one. About. So anyway, let, let's just get into this. I've babbled enough. It's a I'm going to get it down. You know, I have one year to prepare my spot maker Halloween costume for next year. I would die of happiness. Not embarrassment. Not embarrassment. Me wearing an all green bodysuit yes, with if you little spots all over it. If you it. haven't visited the Facebook group and seen the, um, the, the I think it's for Calganite. Yes. Uh, but seen the spot maker. Andrew, to dress up as this character, would have to be in a sort of a puke green bodysuit, head to toe, like green man, but with like... I have to be very, very skinny. A big part yeah. of the costume would gonna, be me losing about You're going to have to get a lot taller or a lot pounds. thinner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, with sort of like, you know, green splotches all over it. That w- I mean, it would be the, the craziest Halloween costume because it would be utterly meaningless, you know... To everyone, but yeah, you and nobody me. would know. What the <laughs> but it heck. would be so and incredible. It wouldn't leave a lot to the imagination either. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, let me uh, give the mic to you, my friend Genevieve. These are um, some ad collades you'd like to hand out here, right? Yeah, you know, I think uh, a lot of the. I think what is sort of characterizes the ads I want to talk about today is that they grab my attention in some way. I I don't think they are all flawless, but they all are something I think. Are, they're worth discussion. Okay. Um, starting with this one for FedEx. FedEx has a new campaign out uh, where they're sort of like promoting the idea that they're in training for the holiday season, particularly with the, I, I expect, you know, there'll be more shipping this year because fewer people will be traveling. So, you know, obviously more sort of like 
presents and things have wow, to go into the that's mail. That's a good point. I mean, that's always already a huge season. It's already a huge season. Um, everything's a little bit more difficult for everyone, including FedEx employees, because of the restrictions around COVID. Maybe everybody in America should just agree no gifts this year. Oh, if, I, I hope President Biden passes a law. I guess I guess he won't be able to this year. I hope President Trump passes a law that there will be no Christmas presents, which seems like the kind of crazy thing he might do, especially if he's in a lame duck session. You saying that makes me so anxious. This show, we have to acknowledge this, is, you know, we're recording it a couple of days early because, of course, we release our show on Tuesdays, and Tuesdays are traditionally election days um, and I'm pretty sure there was an election this year and so that's <laughs> why was, we're not recording yeah. and so I'm just you even just saying President Biden I'm just like don't stop jinxing it like I mean I know that that's not how it works but it feels like that's how it works so yeah that's how it worked last time so yeah anyway okay so back to this FedEx commercial you said that it's worth discussion I'm surprised to hear you say that because it just seems like a straight up straightforward commercial that you like because you like the tie-in well, I do like the tie-in, except I don't think the tie-in is explicit. But what am I okay. even talking about here? Yes. This is a um, this is just a, an ad that there's very little talking, as is our want. We only pick ads that we just have to describe in excruciating detail. Yeah, we like to lead the show with ads <laughs> that have literally no words in them, just music. But what you have is sort of a... Um, if you've seen American Ninja Warrior, it's like a course for American Ninja Warrior. It doesn't have the same level of like the actual difficulty of the the various um, obstacles that people have to do. You know, there's no salmon ladder or or other crazy uh, thing, but it's mostly like trampolines and having to run across sort of like widely spaced uh, pylons, balance, beams, balance yeah. beams, things like that. And you have kind of a, a regular Joe athlete guy running through it and then surpassing him is a FedEx delivery person who is in their FedEx gear and also carrying a huge stack of packages and they he run the the FedEx guy uh beats the athlete guy okay do you want to take a listen to it again it's all going to be music but you can kind of describe it yeah but if you've ever seen if you've ever seen um uh American Ninja Warrior, it looks pretty much like that. But yeah. here comes FedEx guy. He's running past the athlete. Athlete guy is masked. Both guys wearing masks. Both are yeah. masked. Um, so it's sort of like jumping onto great big beams and, and the, somehow the packages that FedEx guy for the ship-a-thon because the obstacles are bigger than ever this holiday. And he hits the buzzer at the end, which is very much a an American Ninja Warrior thing. When you finish, you hit like this button that mm-hmm. ends that stops your time now it's interesting to me because the um and maybe this is something you wanted to discuss like there's nothing explicitly american ninja warrior That's about this point. so it's kind of like free advertising for them without really having them have any buy-in is it free advertising or is it is it stealing well i'm sure they're happy i mean the more that their product is in the culture is good right is that right i mean like or is fedex capitalizing on something that is valuable and that they should have licensed. I think that if I run that company, I'm glad. I want more people thinking about American Ninja Warrior. And if I don't have to pay for it and be an official sponsor of the FedEx Games or whatever. But I mean, it's it would be the other direction that would that the money would flow. It would be FedEx paying Ninja Warrior to be essentially to license their, their product. The same way that I can't run a commercial for my diet soda that takes advantage of, you know, an NFL team that that showcases an NFL team because I would have to pay the NFL money. But is there's usually like a synergy there you would both go in together. Like if I if I have a new movie and um I want to like go in with McDonald's so that McDonald's will have some happy meal that gives away characters from my movie like Frozen that's good for Frozen you're probably both going into that as an agreement together in this in that way you're both like selling burgers and you're keeping you know the movie at the top of mind of, of I don't think people. The, I don't think you are correct about how the money operates in these scenarios You think McDonald's pays Frozen uh, to 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 help advertise Frozen, those are deals. I don't know how the deals work, but I mean, when when who who did who was oh Bud Light when Bud Light does a commercial that involves the NFL, 
the NFL is not paying Budweiser. That's a very uh, different situation. That is the NFL loaning out their. I mean, yeah, they they hold on to. Well, I mean, as if as if Disney doesn't hold on to their intellectual property. Yeah, but um, those are like yeah, and th- those end up being partnerships that are more than just a commercial. But I mean, I think it benefits both. In other words, like how in the world does this hurt American Ninja Warrior? People aren't going to be like, I'm not going to watch American Ninja Warrior because I'm going to watch this FedEx commercial a bunch of times in a row. Like, it's not competition. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch. Just an, it, it, it plants the idea of American Ninja Warrior and you're like, oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I want to watch that tonight. But the way licensing and trademarks work is that you create something of value and if someone just uses it without your permission, they're stealing from you. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, in your, I mean, in this case, like, they don't use the branding well, or anything. Of course, they just they, recreated they skirt it. it. They, you know, and, and right. that's why how things get, you know. But you think that if you're Mr. I, I think it was founded by a Mr. guy. If I'm Mr. Warrior. You're Adam, American Ninja Warrior. He goes by Mr. American Ninja Warrior. Um, you're mad at this? I'd be happy. I might be mad if I thought that um, that they were using something that I created that is a that is this IP that I created you know i mean the 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 setup the the course that these guys are running is i mean it's 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 right out of american ninja warrior mm-hmm. but nothing is explicitly that i mean right down to the button that they press the round kind of like it's like button that's on top of like a little 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 pole mm-hmm. but and even then though, all the fire and the in the steam yeah goes so up. it's so it, everything's so specifically invoking american ninja warrior but is just skirting the line by not using quite exactly the same, you know, anything that's quite exactly that brand. It's all very, like, just to the side of it. So I I do think that that's problematic for a brand. This is interesting. Um, I'm just Googling as you're talking and listening to you, but there's uh, apparently somebody who is famously on American Ninja Warrior named Kyle Mendoza, who is a FedEx driver. Did you already know this? Are you? Yeah, with because that I line? googled. I went to. I went to see if there are any articles about mm-hmm. this, and maybe I'm wrong. And this is all. Uh, it's just kumbaya out there in commercial land. Like I could be totally wrong, or maybe it was. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, and like American Ninja Warrior sees this as just free advertising. I should say. I love American Ninja Warrior. It's probably mm-hmm. my favorite sport, mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. It's the, like, I know it's silly and I know it's all, you know, it's so packaged and it's so fake in the sense of, like, you know, the stories that they pick to showcase are are completely uh, packaged up yeah. and pro-produced. That's the only part I don't like, sort of. Yeah, and I, but, but even that part, like, I, it's fine. Like, it's... I'm I'm happy to watch it as sort of interstitials between the incredible athletic feats of of what they can do, mm-hmm. which really are amazing. But so maybe I'm just maybe my American Ninja Warrior. Maybe I'm in the bag for American Ninja Warrior, and like I'm looking for a reason to like, you know, ad- advocate for them. L- let me ask you this, and I might know the answer, but what do you think if you are Mister? American Ninja Warrior, mm-hmm. and you see this FedEx commercial, you get mad. Right? Why? I'm so mad. What do you? What? What is the downside for your brand? Is it just that you've lost the missed control? opportunity? Uh, I mean, it's, it's something. You know, my my intellectual property was uh, was capitalized upon without any recompense to me, Mister Warrior. But okay, so now I realize we're going in circles here again. But like, if you ended up having, if it was just kind of like FedEx, the official, the official um, shipping uh, service of American Ninja Warrior, you don't think that American Ninja Warrior would have to pay for that to have like their logo in this commercial in some way? I don't know if they would have to, but they would certainly benefit more from that. You know, in other words, like they, right now, American Ninja Warrior gets no benefit from it because only people who already know what they are are seeing the connection. So they're not getting any free advertising. But what they what what FedEx is getting for free is the cool look and feel of what an American Ninja Warrior uh, course obstacle mm. course looks like. And for someone like me who's a fan, the added like prestige or or a so positive association with this with this act with this sport and i guess i could i you know i i could be wrong here and i would tell listeners to write in if they have any insight on this but i, I don't want you to because you always side with genevieve and i'm sick of it you like genevieve better and i don't blame you but i'm sick of it um but <laughs> uh 
I do think it's maybe not an ad for somebody who's never heard of American Ninja Warrior, but I think it's really good advertising for people who already kind of know about American Ninja Warrior and it plants the idea like you're watching a football game this comes on and then later on that night you might be like you know what I'm kind of in the mood for American Ninja Warrior look maybe there's a version of maybe it's a partnership and not a sponsorship where but like if that's the case then if I'm Mr. Warrior mm-hmm. I want my brand on there mm-hmm. um, and I don't like that they've used everything that I created to advance their brand without paying me or giving me any considerations such as getting my brand visibility. Okay. Now, I want to move on from this conversation because I think we've both made our points and yeah. we both have admitted that we could be wrong. Who knows? But but you have another... I, I have something... I wanted to take these FedEx commercials into a slightly different direction. But first, did you want to um, play the second FedEx commercial or is it basically the same? No, it's actually quite different. Oh, and okay. It's, and that's what I wanted to... Or sort of what I wanted to talk about, which was that this training day one where they're in the... What to me is obviously an American Ninja Warrior ripoff. It's just part of this larger thing that they're doing about their shipathon this okay. season. They're calling it the shipathon. Mm-hmm. So they're doing. So it's all kind of based around athletics. So this one is just more where they're doing extreme workouts, like just individual FedEx people in FedEx uniforms. I don't know if they're really employees um, doing traditionally like very hardcore workouts, like pulling a like a thing with it from a using a. a belt that goes around your waist pulling a really heavy load or doing is that kind of crossfit do you think i think it's very crossfit Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i I don't do crossfit so i don't really know exactly what all the terms are for everything but like pull just like sort of like doing a one-arm push-up but holding a fedex box under one arm or Mm -hmm. lifting a very heavy box and i just thought about this and how it's presented here is like such a great thing that fedex people are doing this but i also thought like God, it's a little on the nose for what they actually have to do. Like how, mm-hmm. like this is really punishing physical yeah. labor for people. It almost made me just feel bad. This I, I'm going to tell you about this. This happened. Um, I'm going to say about two months ago. I was parking my car. We live in uh, on, on a little busy street here, but behind us, it's more neighborhoody. Yeah, and like kind of small streets. The kind of streets in a city where there's cars parked on either side, and only one car can kind of go down the middle. You know, it's like. Um, it's just in small little city blocks and there was a FedEx van, you know, often you will see these, you'll see all kinds of Amazon vans and FedEx vans and they just have to park in the middle of the street temporarily and deliver something. And then if you're in a car and you need to get by, you just have to wait, like, especially during these times, right? Like you're, what are you can do? Yell at a, somebody who's delivering, uh, you know, an essential worker who's delivering goods. Anyway, the other day or a couple of months ago, in the actual intersection where these two streets come together so so there's more room uh, for cars to go by. I noticed a FedEx truck. I think it literally was FedEx. They had pulled over to the side of the street, kind of into the corner. So they weren't blocking any traffic at all. In fact, I don't even know why I'm bringing that up. Because what ends up happening is I didn't see the delivery driver get in or out, but I could see by the time I walked up to the van or it was an eye shot of the van, um, the driver was behind the driver's seat, windows rolled up. And my guess is that they'd already just delivered something and were now going to take off. But then some guy, somebody who I, I guess lives in the neighborhood, who's not wearing a mask, walks up to the van and is yelling something through the window like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. And he keeps saying, roll down the window, roll down the window. And who's ever in the van is not doing it because they're being approached by some maskless asshole yeah. who's going up to their van who keeps yelling at them to roll down the window. And then I kind of like kept I didn't want to just stand on the corner and gawk because then it would just be me and this maskless man. Um, but uh, the whole thing just seemed I don't know. It, it, I just thought about that moment and be like. These people have so much to deal with already, yeah. driving big trucks down tiny streets, dogs, like all these things. Everything, We yeah. don't need in the middle of a coronavirus for like just neighbors. Like I have no idea what this guy, if this guy had a problem, if he had a question about anything. I don't know. But like I was appalled on their behalf. And I, I never think about like the kind of the, the human element of what they have to deal yeah, with. Yeah, that's got to be a very tough job. Um, and so, yeah, so this commercial, I think tries to lionize how, what a tough job it is but mm-hmm. it, it almost goes too far and I feel like they've they've sort of reminded me that like this is just backbreaking labor yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to take a look at yeah, it let's take a take a listen here 
same song, I think. So you got a guy, he kind of dusts his hands off with chalk and then does a lift of a big heavy box. And this guy's doing a one-arm push-up, like I said, with a FedEx box under his arm. And then uh, this FedEx lady is got a like a dolly strapped to her that she's dragging through. Yeah, like a tractor pull. Yeah, and then this guy's like on a on a treadmill carrying a box as someone uh, throws packing peanuts in his face. In front of a fan, I guess, getting ready to deal with, like, winter weather, yeah. I assume. Now, can I mention something to you about... So <laughs> Sure, I've been mentioning a lot of things. That so song, I'll stop mentioning things for a while. I was thinking, like, that song, Give It All You Got, is, like, perfect <laughs> for a commercial like this, right? And I'm yeah. like, who does this? Who does this? And I saw in one of the descriptions of these ads that it's some group, an L.A. hip-hop group, called Seven Kings with a capitalized Z cool, to make cool, a plural. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, And I'm like, okay, well, what's up with Seven Kings, right? That? Wait, what have they been up to? So, uh, first of all, I go to their website and I go to the, uh, the bio, right? Uh-huh. And it's just annoying as hell. <laughs> It doesn't tell you anything about them at all. I shouldn't even read it, but I'm going to start with Here's what their official bio is. Okay. Okay, go with me here. If today's hip-hop landscape was depicted on an ancient map with the trap stars in the south, gangsters in the west, and MCs in the east and north, Seven Kings would be that badass drawing of a giant kraken presiding over a vast ocean, possibly decimating some unfortunate seagoers. First dipping... I'm not going to keep reading it. It's stupid. It doesn't tell me anything about the the group at all. No. And I'm like, okay, what? but what do you guys do? Like, <laughs> Besides so, be the giant kraken. Right. And so then I go to their website and I just scroll down the main page and I see, oh, they're in a Call of Duty commercial. They have a song called Ain't No Stopping It. Okay. And what was the one we just heard? Give it all you Give got. Right? All I'm you like, got. okay, these guys kind of know what people are going to like uh, f- to buy. And, and I'm also like, okay, you're They've in really L- found their genre. And then you're like, okay, you're also in L.A. Now, a lot of, I don't know if you know this, but there have been some other hip hop stars who've been in LA as well, but um, I'm scroll down. Oh, best of the NBA commercial. They do the music for it. Um, so dope. Our song "Gloves Are Coming Off" can be heard at the top of the new Justice League movie trailer. These guys are either being commissioned to write these songs, or they're writing all these songs because they know, you know, like yeah, exactly what kind of like sort of we're t- like tough enough. Give it all you got. Winning message can be in these kinds of like these types of high octane, adrenalized types of commercials and video games. But I'm certain, and I used to work at a radio station in Los Angeles where I some of my colleagues, some of the the um, DJs there were music supervisors for TV shows, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, there's just like there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of porousness in in those relationships, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, these guys. These guys are making music now. Like, they are in the entertainment business. This isn't just some group. I'm looking at their website. They have released EPs here and there. But I'm like, what if I – not Google, but – they're not going on tour, in other words. I don't think so. I think they are – I don't know how they started. Maybe as a baby kraken. But they are clearly now (laughs) just in the entertainment and commercial industry. Well, my question is, are there any people who are themselves – we are the seven. We are seven kings. Or is it just a name that's applied to whoever makes these sounds, these kinds of sounds? I, th- I mean, you, you're saying is it a group or a duo, or is, or it, is it just a, a production company? Yeah. I mean, I still thought it was still a duo or a group. But what I did was I searched for Seven Kings on iSpot TV. Now, iSpot TV is our kind of our go-to website for tracking down commercials, right? Mm-hmm. And they have. How many hits here? Oh. Uh, three, uh, like uh, at over, least a dozen. Yeah, a dozen, and they're just everything from okay. How about this? The shipathon we already heard. How about Applebee's TV spot? <laughs> NBC football night song by Seven Let's Kings. Hear it. Let's take a listen to this. Come on, I spot. Everything we train for, we help. Yeah. As good as it gets. Welcome. Fires for the end zone. Okay, Seven Kings did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole Which thing. Which is really just sort of a riff. It's not even like a song. And then how about Nerf Elite Titan TV Spot? Let the games begin. Yeah. Hey, that's another song that sounds like you'd be using Release a the Kraken. One, two, let the games begin. Introducing the all-new Elite They just have this sound. I okay, how about it. this? Um, a bunch of Nerf stuff. And then Justice League. We had talked about this on their website. Here they are in a Justice League commercial. What did you do this weekend? 
Nothing very interesting. He's back. Right ain't over yet. My man. Gloves are coming off is the name of that one. Anyway, so I think they're you just... Get the gist. But I liked... Oh, here. Then how about Old Navy? <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. It's just a sweet, sweet fantasy Okay, that one's uh, in Spanish, but they must have made that... They must have did the little, like, kind of remix there when it gets into the... Um, that is hilarious. Yes. Here are thousands of styles. Here's a song by uh, King Seven Kings. <laughs> oh, I can hear the cracking. Hurry in. Oh my Think God. of it this way. I mean, there, it's so clear. They're like, okay, you want to know what our bio is? We're like the cracking on the map. No, no you're, you're cranking not. out shit for Old Navy, yes. which is fine. Which is fine. Get paid. I'm glad Absolutely. you have work. But I just kind of... Please like, get paid. There's, somehow I just felt it was disingenuous. Oh, I yes. felt, you know what? Here's what it is. I, I read that and I thought, you know what? I'll bet you you're not a kraken, and yeah. I feel like I've been lied to. This is not. You're not the kraken. So I turned that ad collade into an admonishment somehow, and so let's um, keep going negative here, Veeves. Well, this is the thing about today's ad collades and admonishments, which is, I I feel like there's they they all have, they're all sort of in both categories. Oh, really? In some ways, or not all of them, but but many of them are. Um, this is one for progressive, and we've been noticing this. This one a is lot. one that really it's stuck in your craw. This one bugs me because I think it starts out. I remember this is one where we almost shushed each other when the first time we saw <laughs> it, right? right? Like, oh, this looks kind of cute and it's curious. a great concept. And then they don't just not stick the landing; they blow this yeah. so bad, so badly. And so, let me set this up, if I may, please. Um, if you've ever watched any football in your life, hopefully you can you can kind of picture this. There are these. Um, People on the sidelines. I think they're, uh, I'll say guys on the sidelines. They usually are. I'll say guys. I'll say guys. I mean, they're real guys, guys, (laughs) you know. Um, And I don't know if they're technically considered referees. They're part of the officiating crew, right? Right. Um, And they're the ones who are on the sidelines. They do have striped shirts on, but they're, they're holding those big orange posts. And basically what they're doing is they're showing where the team needs to get to get a first down. Um, you know, now we have the yellow, the fake yellow line that is put on the broadcast. Feed, I believe they so are known see. as the chain crew. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, of course, they move the chains. The, yeah. So they're literally one of these people will have a big orange, t- you know, tall orange kind of stick, spike, right? Standing like that's probably eight feet tall or something standing on the sidelines that is connected to a chain. There's another one. Uh, 10 yards down at the other end of the chain and it, that's how you can tell when uh, when they've literally moved the chains to get a first that's down. That's how they spot the ball, all exactly, that stuff. Exactly, yeah. So I just, in case you are unfamiliar with football, that's what's going on here. So this commercial opens in some sort of a, a home, right? And we see that there's one of these chain officials standing outside a room that you can pretty immediately tell is a bathroom. And you immediately, it says, uh, sticking together with Mark and Marcus. And you already know kind of what the bit is. The other guy is in the bathroom, but the other guy has to stand outside the bathroom waiting for him to finish because they're sticking together. They're stuck together because they have a chain connecting their two orange uh, poles. Great setup. I love it. I think you even hear a toilet flush. Am I right about that? So the one guy is standing outside. Then I think you hear a toilet flush. And then the other guy on the other end of the chain comes out of the bathroom. And then you will hear where the conversation goes from there. And I'll tell you what. It's infuriating. Okay. So no toilet flush. But you hear water running. And then the water stopped running. Door's gonna open here. Did you use my shampoo? What? No, of course not. Okay, so the guy who was in the bathroom is coming out. The guy who was standing outside is now going in, and he's the one who said, Did you use my shampoo? And the guy says, No, I didn't use your shampoo. Progressive, protecting every single yard of your home. I did use your shampoo. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's kind of a funny little line there at the end. And I like the I like the the, the premise of this campaign, which is yes. protecting every single yard of your home. It's a ten yard chain. Yes, they measure I, the yard. I think there's so many things good about this. 
why shampoo? You, he comes out. He is not. He doesn't have wet hair. He well, doesn't he look freshly. Well, he is sort of drying his neck off when he comes out. Now he is fully dressed. But you can see his hair right there. There's it's fluffy and curly and not wet at all. And he's wearing a hat. Like yeah. if you wanted to make the joke about a have shower, him have, wet have him have wet hair. Have him wearing a shower cap. Have him maybe wearing a robe over his stripes or something. This joke. I have a theory. I could be totally wrong about this. <laughs> but my theory is this was a bathroom joke. Yeah. And somebody said, do a line on this in case bathroom humor is too too dark. Like, this should be, did you use all the toilet paper? And you hear a toilet flush. It comes out, no, of course I didn't use all the toilet paper. The other guy goes in and say, "Uh, yeah, I used all the toilet paper. Like, that makes sense. Like, there's nothing about this situation seems showery. Did you light a candle? Did you light a candle? Maybe it was a fart Right, right. Yeah. Something about going to the bathroom and you should hear a toilet flush. And I think they got nervous and tried to turn it into a shower joke. I mean, clearly... It's not an overdub. This is what these actors said on scene. But I think that they, I think that at some point. Yeah, it was a safety. Somebody got scared. It was one for safety. Somebody got scared of the bathroom humor. I think that is very plausible to me. Because I agree with you that having two people take a shower in this scenario. Yeah, why is the other guy waiting to go in so he can take his shower? And why are you, you're fully dressed, including with a hat and everything. You don't have a rubber. Put a rubber ducky in there. Something exactly. that indicates showering. This is two men waiting for each other to use the restroom. Yeah, have clearly. him come out with a towel on his head. Yes. And, you know, just take the hat off and, and you solve the whole then, problem. Then, did you use my shampoo? It kind of makes it kind of makes sense. But still, it's you think of football, you think of people waiting to use the restroom at a football right. party or at a stadium or something. You're not taking showers. Exactly. Yeah, I it's think you're right. It's a they, whiff. They got un, I think they got uncomfortable with what you do in a bathroom. Um, Which I get uncomfortable with what I do in the bathroom, too. So I <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Do you use people's shampoo when you visit their homes, when you stay over? Um, I don't wash my hair every day. I, first of all, I don't like to stay over people's houses. Yeah, so. you really try to avoid. I mean, what's the last time I've stayed at somebody's house? It's been years. Is that right? I think I hate staying at people's you houses. You do hate it, yeah. I hate getting in other people's showers. I always use your Sorry, shampoo. I, just, I, I got lost in some memories. There I always, have been times where somebody's like, hey, we have like kind of a mother-in-law apartment or something that's hardly ever used. So you feel like, yeah, this is just for guests and it's pristine most of the time. I hate getting into somebody's shower when they're when it's an it's, active right. shower and that there's wetness on the floor from the last time somebody showered and there's a bunch of loofahs and shampoo bottles. Yeah, I'll definitely, though, if I stay over at your house, I will for sure. If you have a good, an interesting looking uh, body wash or face wash yeah. or shampoo or conditioner, I will for sure use it. Really? Because I just like trying new stuff. Um, there's another one of these chain official commercials, which I don't even know if I want to play this one, but it's even worse. You somehow. think this one's worse? I do. Okay, well then let's get Because I don't into even it. know what's going on. So this one, you see the Because I like these. Really? Yeah, I do. I I agree that the shampoo is a little, it's like not quite the right punchline, but I think that the the guy who delivers it, uh, it's a black guy and a white guy on either end of the chain, and it's the white guy who is the- Shampoo stealer. The shampoo stealer. Uh, I think that he does, that they do a nice job of relating to each other in in these ads, and like in a very short amount of time, I get a sense that they are, you know, that they're- I mean, the joke, of course, is that they can never be apart because they have to always be on the yeah, end of this. I love that. Chain. I like that joke. I think that's a funny joke. But I think they also, as actors, convey a familiarity yep. and a camaraderie with I each think other. It's good casting. I it's agree. great casting. Yeah. So I, I just, just think the writing blows it. The writing and directing of these blows it. I don't think it's, it's for me. It's not as much of a fail as it is for you. Um, and maybe it's because I see so much potential in this. Really, like I honestly think that there's so much potential right. with this idea in these actors. Okay, in this one, there's bo- kind of a progresso ween here. They're, um, oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. They're standing at the top of um, the basement stairs, right? And it's your classic, like, kind of scared to go into the dark Horror basement. Movie the, basement. The basement has no lights on. In fact, the opening shot is like kind of we're in the perspective of being in this dark basement, looking up the stairs at them, where it's a nice, bright uh, house behind, or, you know, living room behind them. Um, and they're both standing at the top of the stairs and they're arguing about who should go downstairs to get something, but you don't know what it is that they want to get. I got it last time. Fine. So the shampoo stealer guy is going down the stairs. You can see the chain is following him. Runs out of chain length. And now the 
chain is pulled taut, but, and then the guy comes running back upstairs. He comes running back upstairs. We don't see what he went down there to get, and then um, they say this at the end. every single yard of your home. We gotta get a light down there. Someone could get hurt. And that's it. And he, you what, never you, you see do, what he's... He's sort of holding... What is it, a salad a pop, spinner? No, it's a popcorn maker. It's an air popper. You can barely tell, though. You just use sort of the top of it. I don't feel like he do, they do a good job of... Clearly, you didn't grow up with this kind of popcorn popper because I can recognize it instantly. I didn't. We had like a... We did an oil, like an old-fashioned oil. What were you, Okies? Yes, actually. I had a like a normal middle-class American, an air popper. Um, <laughs> but I just think that like... I don't know what's going on here. We got to get a light down there. Is there supposed to be a monster down there? Or was he just scared of the dark? I think there's supposed to be a monster down there. Like, make it... Really? Yeah. Like, I just think it's confusing and doesn't make sense. I think that, like you said, that some... A slightly improved writing would fix this. But I got the basic joke, which is they have a scary basement. Something kind of grabbed him. But then he was able to get out of there with the air popper. But then the the response is we need to get a light. So the light will keep the monster at bay? Or is he just scared of an imaginary monster? And we saw the chain pulled because he was freaking out. Like, I don't I don't know that I fully go. I mean, I could be wrong. But I don't know that I fully go with you that there's really a monster down there. Really, I thought the joke was that we're all just scared of creaky old basements. Well, even though the we chain know. Taught? Me, I that's I don't know. I saw it was something him freaking scary. out or something. That's the whole. That's my. I've point. watched I just, a lot more house-based horror movies yeah. than you have, and I can tell you that often the scary thing that's happening in a haunted house movie is that you are not sure if it's in your head or not, or if it's in the character's head or not. Because if if the if the guy really thinks he saw or encountered a monster down there, then I don't know that the light is really what you'd be focusing on. You'd be saying we really got to get rid of that thing. Well, we got well, we got to call an exorcist would be a better line or. Maybe they felt maybe this is the same problem, which is that they're like, well, we're selling house insurance. Maybe like presenting the idea that there's a Babadook in your basement is like not great salesmanship. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think the best line would have been for the bathroom one is he comes out and he says, did you just do a paint job? (laughs) Sorry. That's really graphic. That's from a a show. Watch episode one. Watch the final (laughs) skit of episode one of I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It's one of my favorite comedy skits of all time and it involves that phrase um but okay i will stop grousing about that now that you have another uh, commercial here for um at&t oh here's one of those partnerships we're talking about this is both at&t yes. and hbo max now, advertising th- together definitely both of these uh brands signed off on this i wanted to talk about this not because i even particularly love or hate it um but because it, it touches on something we, we're very interested in, which is sonic branding. Mm-hmm, very much so. Um, and they're really going for it. And it's almost explicitly, it's like this one commercial should just be called sonic branding. Mm-hmm. So we're in the AT&T store. We're there with, uh, is there her name? Milena Von Trub. That's the actress who plays, I just had to look this up because I can never remember her name. And the character's name is Lily Adams. and I, <laughs> She they, has a last name. <laughs> Yeah, isn't doesn't that seem odd and just yeah, such a because it never Lily. really comes no. up much. Yeah, <laughs> never. I mean, Flo, it's like it'd be like, yeah. I mean, Flo needs a name because yeah. that's a big part of her character. Yeah, and even if it's just like Lily, but okay, her name's Lily Adams, and it seems like such a a middle of the road name. Love, I love the idea that Milana Vaintrub has like built Lily Adams. Like she knows like what Lily Adams, you know, sixteenth birthday yeah. party was like, yeah. and you know she, you know, she remembers Lily Adams' first kiss. Yeah, the reason that she has to be so upbeat all the time is because she's really hiding some darkness. Right, and you know, she's a child of alcoholics, right, and you yes. know, she always has to sort of be like keeping things on an even exactly, keel. Exactly, right, because <laughs> hey, we're all just having fun on vacation, arguing <laughs> <laughs> mom and dad. <laughs> I gotta get a job at an AT&T store. So anyway, uh, Lily, Lily Adams, uh, oldest child of alcoholics, is in her AT&T <laughs> store job. Um and she is talking to a customer and they're sort of in, they're in this, you know, in this store. Nobody's masked, I would note. So I don't know what. Yeah, it's interesting because they universe. made such a big deal of right. having her uh, interacting with a guy who's outside the window with a mask in the last one. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what's up with this one, but they're in the store. Do you see this, f- this fine print, by the way? 
This ad was made safely. Please wear a mask <gasps> in our stores. Did you see that? I didn't, but that goes to our show idea yes. about talking about fine print. We're thinking about if anybody has any ideas on this, send them our way. We want to do a collection. We want to do a show that collects commercials that have interesting fine print, literally yeah. fine print. Like, yeah, like what they should not. And, you know, we know every car commercial on earth says like, you know, close or close yeah. course, do not do at home. But this is an interesting one. This ad was made safely. Please wear a mask in our stores. Yeah. Um, so that's. That is interesting. So she's talking to this customer. They're in a store surround in an AT&T store and they're surrounded by big TV screens, which is not my experience of cell phone stores, but whatever. You want me to hit go on this? I think that's enough. Okay. Yeah. So with AT&T, you can pick the perfect plan for each family member with the features they want, like HBO Max. Or- now, when she says HBO Max, all the TV screens go to the purple uh, background with the HBO Max logo and their new Sonic brand. For HBO, that's what that sound is. HBO Max. Or... What was that? Happens every time I say HBO Max. Cool. HBO Max. <laughs> now she holds up a sign that says HBO Max. It can read? It's not complicated. Now you can save more with AT&T wireless plans and get things your way with features like HBO Max included. We never figured out the name of the woman who does the um, the voice. We love over her the voice. End. I love her voice, but you can tell that one was recorded in her home studio. Do you hear the low quality I of that? I can hear the yeah. low quality. Which That's, I don't get. Well, That's that ad was that, recorded safely. It's just so hard not to, like you don't have to stream it though. Like this show, I'm recording it onto a little device and I can just email this file to somebody. I don't understand why. They don't want to spend the money on the mics. It's AT&T. <laughs> And HBO. I don't get it. And I mean, there's people who are like sound designers who are working on this that are obviously way more talented and experienced than me. I just don't understand how I can hear there that that is low quality, like, uh, yeah, voiceover. I, I was joking, obviously. They don't want yeah. to set the mics. Um, yeah, because like even for some work I'm doing, like, um, you know, my the person I, I people I work with who are going to be on panels like the you know academics are getting sent decent microphones yeah. to do at home recordings and panels and stuff like yeah it's not rocket science like it, it's a, it's a, it's a problem that can be solved with a hundred dollars um the other woman the one who isn't lily she must be somebody because i'm i'm scrolling through the um comments here and people are like these are my two favorite women oh, in the same commercial. I'm um, and is. since it's not, uh, since it's not um, on iSpot right here, it doesn't list who the um, who the actors are. But anyway, uh, that's interesting. But is that an ad collate or an admonishment, Genevieve, or neither? Well, I actually don't love it, and maybe it's because I'm sort of loyal to the the original HBO Sonic branding mm-hmm. this just sounds so generic to me it just sounds like a computer turning so it's on. actually you're, it's not the commercial you don't like it's the actual Sonic branding itself yeah I mean what do you think of it I um, like the commercial I actually think that um, they're pretty funny in it when I like that line it can read I yeah. think that's a really good line because what's it you know and, and but that's also what you would say but you're right the Sonic brand myself the Sonic brand itself doesn't do a lot for me, but that could be age and me not liking change too. I'm partial to the like Sopranos era HBO Sonic branding that started with the yeah. static. I agree. I'm I'm 100% right there with you. I'm looking this up on uh, iSpot, but only Milana Vaintrub is mentioned as a She's cast the only member. One who's so listed, I don't know who huh? the other woman is, but someone must know her. And somebody wrote superhero, and now I'm seeing um, uh, some suggested. Uh, videos for me that has some to do with superheroes. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at. I see there. people saying she's the H&R Block lady, which is possible. But if that's so, I love that someone's like, these are my two favorite people. The AT&T pitch lady and the H&R Block pitch lady. Oh, oh Tessa Hirsch yeah, would that does, be her name. It looks like it could be her. Although... Ah, it seems like d- different body types. Very different body types. But people's bodies change. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, well, I do like that commercial. I, I give that an ad collade because I think that whether or not you like the Sonic branding, that's on, that's on HBO, right? Yeah. But for the commercial itself, I think it m- makes me legit chuckle yeah. at one point. Um, I think the performances are good. I do think that uh, – what's Vaintrub? I can, Mil- what's it? Milana. Milana Vaintrub um, is always – does 
you know, almost always does a pretty good job with these things. She's rocking a new haircut these days. Yeah, she's kind of got a, do they say glow up? Is that what you would say? Or when somebody changes their style? Is, am I misusing that? I guess that's a okay use of that. Because her hair is a, almost a different color and style. But um, I had one other thing to say. Oh, and I just am really interested in the idea of Sonic branding. And I think it's really smart to hammer at home like that it could get annoying but again it's not like the sound of your cell phone ringing if this was t-mobile and they kept playing the sound of my cell phone ringing over and over i'd I'd kill my tv yeah then i'd be in trouble um but this one is kind of like oh it's just the hbo sound so it doesn't like trigger me at all so anyway i think it's good well this next one is for hyundai elantra it's um to advertise their new feature which is that your cell phone can unlock your car oh yeah. <laughs> I don't like this commercial and I don't know why. I, I just that, realized I didn't even know that I this was on the list and now I like I shit, just had that reaction. I was really hoping you could tell me why I don't like really? it. Really? Yes. Why do we not like this why commercial? Why do we not like this commercial? So this, this is one of the dogs. This is one of the dogs. So this is the story of this <laughs> laundry commercial. Um, it's just music so it, for most of it. But you see a, a little cute terrier uh, running out of a doggy door and he br- he's bringing different objects. Somebody's shoe, somebody's whatever. One of the and he's burying each one of them in the yard, and the yard is covered, like just covered with little dug up spots where the dog has buried various objects. And one of the things he brings out is the car keys and buries the car keys. Now the couple comes out, his owners come out, they want to go somewhere, they can't be late for whatever this event thing is. Nobody's wearing a mask. I don't know if there's any fine print on this one. <laughs> Do you want me to pick up there? Because there is some dialogue when the when the couple comes out yeah. of, the, of the house. So um, they need to get somewhere, and they just see that there's these little holes all over the And the, the car yard. key is missing. Yeah. Where is the car key? I don't understand the digging. Milo, which hole has the car key in it? Come on, I don't want to be late to this. We're going to have a little talk when I get back. Uh, it's a good thing you're cute. Killing me, man. A better take on the spare key. The all-new Elantra. He ends up unlocking the car door using his smartphone. Right. And that's the big, that's the, that's what they're selling. Which is a good feature, yeah. I guess, assuming there's some sort of security. Because then someone could just take your phone and open get, your get car. Get the phone, get the car, get the bank. <laughs> exactly. But there's something about this that just strikes me as forced maybe just lays there i don't know yeah, yeah it just lays there. <laughs> seriously it's just like it just i don't know why it i look at me. that yard that is just covered with what look like you know gopher mounds mm-hmm. because the dog has buried i don't know 50 of these people's things and there has been no intercession up to this point it takes him burying the car keys i think this dog needs attention yeah this dog needs something this dog is sending you very clear messages i mean Get that dog whisperer dude on the case. What's his name? Caesar something? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like this dog is in need of something. There's just something about the whole interaction that I don't care for. Yeah, and you know what? Seeing a couple in a stressful moment is, hard. Al- is always yeah. hard. You throw in a pet too, and it's just kind of like, I don't know where she needs to go. They seem to be dressed a little differently. She seems to be a little bit more dressed up, but then wearing like a leather jacket over her fancy dress. And right, but he seems very He's kind of casual, core. but yeah. Um, and then the dog is just um, not wearing anything, which is... The Interesting choice. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. But just like, I don't know. It just gives me a feeling of like being in a rush to go somewhere. And it doesn't seem like, um, I don't know, she's kind of talking past him a little bit. Yeah, and... it's just a weird vibe. Yeah. And right. I just think a, a Hyundai kind of missed the mark in a way. And I I wonder if there wasn't a better way to show a lost key, like a more yeah. a more fun or interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How, I, I lose yeah. my keys on the reg. Because I'm an absent-minded person. And also, yeah, and it's just like, and then if you have the technology to use your phone, aren't you just probably using that all the time? Why, why would you, you ever use why, your key? Why are you ever using your key? I, I think know. like some interesting use for the key, like it's in your kid's dollhouse as a, yeah. you know, a prop in a dollhouse Yeah, that's something. interesting. Like, you know, okay, you can keep the key. I got it. Yeah, Do it, make it I a like nice. That. Make it nice. Make it nice. Make it Just nice. Just make it nice. Uh, use a, uh, you see somebody using your key to open up a paint can. Hey, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. I got it covered. Okay. You know, I realize we're going pretty long on a bunch of commercials that we don't have a lot to say about, which is... <laughs> and yet somehow we yet somehow do. that's our brand. So yes. uh, what I wanted to do is go back and argue some more about whether or not it's good for American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> 
We just can't put that one to can't put that one to rest, can we? Uh, no, let me, we're so, gonna we're gonna really need to like get some kind of expert yeah, to weigh about in on how that. those partnerships work. Absolutely. Um, okay. Um, so I uh, think we should pick up the pace here a little bit here. Can um, we, just, we will. We I just want to know about this one more, and then please, we can yeah, go yeah, to ad. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, this is an ad that Dr. Pepper is one? so good. I have nothing bad to say about it. It is so good that I heard it, and as a listener, you'll appreciate this. I didn't see this ad, but I heard it when I was out of the room, and I laughed. The Dr. Pepper one. The Dr. Pepper one. Seriously? Yes. So okay. They, I mean, I think it's fine. I didn't know that it inspired that much. So Dr. Pepper is. Uh, has for years now been doing this fansville thing where it's like mm-hmm. an ongoing soap opera kind of a friday night lights sort of vibe but very jokey where this whole town is um as they go through their the many loves and lives of the people in the town they're all obsessed with dr pepper and being fans of of dr pepper mm-hmm. so which i love that setup and like, i love the they setup. always begin with this week on Fansville. Fanville, yeah. So they, um, this one, they are about to go to the game. Um, the guy, the the this couple's about to go to the game. The husband in the couple is looking for his lucky pants. He's still in a robe, yet he does have the black eye grease right. under his eyes. And by the way, I love this. I'm only noticing it because there's a still shot here. Um, he's got a uh, he's got like one of those pennant flags hanging up in his room to support his uh, his team and that team is University College State. Yes. Yeah, everything, the genericness <laughs> of all it. of the signifiers of football is so hilarious. Right. And uh, these ads also have Brian Bosworth. Yes, that was what I just learned. a recurring role of being the town sheriff, right? Yeah, so I just learned that uh, the Boz uh, is, is actually a recurring character. In we this. just see him at the very end. Actually, you know what? The write-up for this is very funny, the official iSpot write-up. But before we read it, let's just play the commercial. You cool with me starting it now? Yep. Okay. On a superstitious Fansville by Dr. Pepper. Uh, where is it? Where are they? Honey, come on. I got the Dr. Pepper. We're going to be late for the game. Looking for my lucky pants. Have you seen them? There was a problem at the cleaners. They shrunk your lucky pants. Now she holds up his lucky pants, which are like the Argyle golf pants, right? right? Only they're now the size of tiny shorts. They're so shrunk. Right. right? They're like a child's uh, yoga pants. What are these? Pants for ants? <laughs> Next time on Fansville. They still fit. Oh, Dad. And now we see that he's come out of his house and he's squeezed himself into these short shorts. And they basically, he's wearing them and they look like hot pants. That's right. And then um, Sheriff Bosworth. No, no. This is the the best part about what's about to happen. Okay, my apologies. Look, fit like a glove. You don't wear gloves as pants. That's what made me <laughs> you laugh. You don't wear gloves his, as pants. His son is standing there, and he puts his Dr. he puts his hand over his eyes, embarrassed, and says, you don't wear gloves as That's pants. That's a good line. You're right. That's a good line. Absolutely. Um, and then Bosworth just kind of drives up and gives him kind of a hairy eyeball and then keeps driving. But because um, here's what it says. After all, they fit like a glove. Sheriff Bosworth might not approve of the minimal, minimal amount of fabric that this fan has chosen to wear, but his job is to uphold the law, not govern the superstitious <laughs> beliefs of game day. That's the last two sentences of a very long description of this commercial. I kind of love Fansville. I love Fansville, And they've too. been really sticking with it. Yeah. I'm, I wonder what the... I don't know. Like, it's... Is it driving a lot of sales? Like, it's, I love it as a commercial, but I'm also the in the minority of people who do a commercial podcast every week. Do we want to talk about this last one? I feel like we're releasing this on Tuesday. I'm feeling Let's just skip it. There is a, there's a really good Biden commercial. I'm not going to play it because it's mostly the sound of Donald Trump's voice, something that we could all do with a little less of. Um, but it's basically an animated commercial that's really well done you were telling me about it and you see this sort of very simplistic it's kind of a black hole of a mouth on a simple white screen and it's just a bunch of terrible things that trump has said in his voice and then it just gets quieter and quieter as somebody fills in that oval of a mouth and it becomes a um like a an oval on your on your ballot and And then it just says silence him yeah it's a really really great i've seen it many several times i think it's really powerful and i i think more interesting uh campaigning like that is is great yeah i think it's amazing everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind all right what do we got well i want to start with something from listener kevin 
Um, this is a little bit of a downer, but I do think it's worth covering and thinking about from a commercial standpoint. This is for a product called GoodRx. I don't know if... We, I, I even think we might have talked about this. I think we have. But is I searched it? for it in our show sheet, and I couldn't find really? it. Really? So Just I think, the woman in the pharmacy? Yeah, it's the woman in the pharmacy. So I think you're right. We've talked about it. I don't recall under what or what prompted us to talk about it. Kevin writes, I see this ad a lot, and it makes me incredibly sad. Not to get political... Uh, but to know that choosing between health and food on the table is so relatable, a business, an ad campaign is so relatable uh, that a business and an ad campaign could be built around it. Why are we what are we doing here, folks? This should be a ridiculous premise, but it's not. And he's right. This is the premise. A, a woman who looks like she's dressed as a like a diner waitress uh, comes in with her two kids. She goes to ask how much a prescription is and is told that it's sixty seven dollars. My son needs this drug. I hope it doesn't cost too much. I hope my insurance pays for it. Can you tell me how much this will be? 67. Sorry. Wait, have you heard about GoodRx? GoodRx finds free coupons to help you save up to 80% on your prescriptions. Wow. Now it's $8.90. I have no idea. GoodRx, stop paying too much for your prescriptions. Yeah, that's depressing as heck. It is, and I think... It's very sad, but also very like this commercial to me is very relatable. Mm. Um, you know, luckily we are we're not in a position where that's uh, usually a deal breaker for us. But it, you know, I get, I did, I decided not to get a flu uh, drug last year because it would have only shortened my flu by a day, and it was like ninety dollars or mm. something, and it just wasn't worth it. You mm. know, um, I want to compare this with a similar product, uh, which is called Single Care. Um, this is with but and then this is one was with Martin Sheen and it's a much lighter tone and I think it's interesting the sort of uh, the different tone that they take so Martin Sheen Mm. same sort of start of the premise he goes in uh, to get a prescription at a drugstore is told what it costs and then it takes off from there your prescription comes to $72 and that's larceny I, I, I know. This is outrageous. Something must be done to control prescription drug prices. Martin uh, Sheen went on a viral rampage. People can't choose between being rich. Someone should tell them about single care. Single care, Martin. Single care, Dad. And drive prescription co- That's a pretty good cameo. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Us down. Are you talking about the single care app? I was actually going to mention that you could save up to 80% with single care. You knew about this? I didn't want to interrupt. Felt like a West Wing moment. Take 10 seconds to lower the now cost they of your need prescriptions. West Wing's permission. That's not the West Wing music, right? It's just West Wing-esque? It's just West Wing-esque, yeah. I don't know if they need a West Wing's permission to just say West Wing. Important show. <laughs> Important show. That's a West Wing song. That's what Genevieve and I always sing over the credits of that show. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, I, I think, look, Kevin, you're exactly right. It makes me sad that that there has to be, that there can be a product and a business model around this. I also, because I was because YouTube was uh, feeding me various things related to this, watched a video by a real pharmacist who uh, walked walked me through what he says is a scam about these kinds of uh, discount cards. Um, he also, you know, has a financial vested interest in people paying for drugs. What's for- the scam? The way he explained it was like, you end up paying more for a lot of drugs, but it charges the, it. they just take a, it, the way he explained it was like you actually end up paying more for the drugs over the long run. Well, just in many cases, like you, you might think it's it, it the way it like the paperwork looks like it's being mm. discounted, but actually, if you just paid out of pocket, it would be less. No, oh, well, that's that seems really weird if to have an app that makes you pay more for drugs. Yeah, so just be very cautious about those discount cards. Huh. Um, but on to lighter fare. This is from listener Brian. Um, listener Brian says, I live in Lakewood, and that's a kind of a town just a little bit south of Tacoma. Um, and we have this Or it could be a suburb of Cleveland. In this I checked. Case, okay. In this case, it is okay. definitely in Tacoma. Oh, right, because this is a very, very, very local commercial. Yes, right? extremely local. Um, I live in Lakewood, and we have this food truck that makes some crazy internet ads. Oddly, there are never they are never sponsored posts. It's just people uh, I know who keep sharing them. Uh, they are so bad that they are good. This is one of the tamer ads he has made, this one that he shared. Um, also, I drink with that guy at the bar all the time. He's so kind and friendly and generous. What a, what a great endorsement. This is for a food truck called Ham Hock Jones. Yep. His videos are amazing. Did you go to Ham Hock Jones's like uh, Yelp page today and start looking at all that stuff? On the I menu? looked at everything Ham yeah. Hock Jones related. Ham Hock Jones has done, a, a, he's done all these great parody songs advertising his, um, his food truck. 
That's kind of like Southern soul food. Hamhock Jones's soul soul shack. Yeah. Boy, that is hard to say. <laughs> it is. Um, he has one that uh, is like a parody of the Carpenters. Uh, you know, why do birds sing? Oh, I love the Carpenters. Um, but this one is probably the best and my and my favorite, and it's called the Munchies song. And this is Hamhock Jones himself singing. That's my understanding. Okay. Yeah. All right, should we take a listen? Take a listen. You just, this, is, this is like two minutes long. Probably after one minute, you get the gist. And so we see him. He's um, wearing, He's I, I, that's a wig. He's wearing a long brown wig. He's got on silly glasses. And he's got an acoustic guitar. And he's standing in front of a backdrop of a bunch of like falling marijuana leaves. Something good to eat, and I'm craving a burger with some bacon, egg, and cheese. Man, I know where I can go, where the price is reasonable. Bring <laughs> your pockets kind of low, and his name is Ham High Jones. Ham High Jones. This bird is better than all the rest and Mona Lisa I thought this was interesting. In this one, he now now there's two of him on the screen, and he just pulls out like a little water bowl. We're in Washington, and my just dude. Starts taking a he huge talks tote. about reefer in the later yeah. in the song. Should I keep going, or are you? Yeah, you got the yeah, gist. Yeah. This to me occasions we got to make a little trip I know. to Lakewood. It really made me want to go to Lakewood, and and also I love that he's a really sweet guy. I will say, and maybe this is the Nirvana fan. That song is so dark. The That's real a song, song about rape. The and it's like, song wow, we're dark. doing this about on a rape song. But okay. it's also a Really good song. It also is a really good song. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so in fact, I, I don't think I really kind of realized the darkness of that song until I was older. Yeah. You know? No, I just think this is a triumph. And I'm so glad. I was unaware of it. I want to thank listener Brian because that was great. Um, and <laughs> speaking of great parody songs, uh, this is from listener Christy who tells simply says, this commercial is killing my will to live. This is for Del Taco. Oh, and no. it is like a sort of a Van Halen-esque type band um rocking out one two one dollar taco call me crispy i want it spicy i want a crispy chicken taco and i want it with you at del taco with chalula it only costs one dollar so give me give me two come on and say jail yeah crank up the awesome with the Cholula Crispy Chicken Taco, our newest crispy chicken taco for only a dollar at Dale Taco. Dale, yeah. <laughs> Christy, I have to disagree with you. That is giving me life. The fact that you said it's kind of a Van Halen style band, I feel like that would, you know, Eddie Van Halen died recently and I've been reading a lot about him and I think that he would really cringe to hear that because he feels personally guilty for sort of spawning well, bands. Who's a better thing? I think like, like Poison? poison or... It seems like more of a kind of a Poison, like the tight pants and the really fluffy hair and then sure. like but I mean listen there's a there's some shared DNA there oh though. yeah absolutely. I mean I thought of Van Halen first when I saw yeah that. I mean and, and I'm sorry R.I.P. and God right. bless right. I love that commercial like you know I how, don't say you know that. how David Lee Roth was a very stoic singer <laughs> who didn't really like there's a lot like of David Lee Roth yeah. I mean is that is that representative of Eddie Van Halen maybe not is it does it evoke David Lee Roth uh, yeah, a little bit. Those shots, though, of like the guitarist and the bass coming with together, the low and like kind of yeah, like with their that kind of hair, it just gives me more of a kind of a, again a poison even or a Def Leppard, yeah, kind or Def Leppard, yeah. yeah, exactly, very Def Leppard. Um, once again, we are going long, well, but let's I just don't get, think we got to do it. We, we got to do it. Cannot bump this jingle two weeks in a row. Head council, it's jingle time. Hi, this is Caroline from Evansville, Indiana, uh, and I've been thinking a lot lately about a commercial from the 90s that scared the heck out of me as a child. It was a uh, commercial for a board game called Perfection, where you had to put all these little pieces uh, into this, well, I'll just sing the song. <laughs> uh, it went, put the pieces into the slot, make the right selection, but be quick, you're racing the clock, pow! 
pop goes perfection. Yes, yes. This piece here and that piece there. Put these pieces everywhere. But be quick or beware. Pow! Pop goes perfection. And every time that this guy with this pompadour would say pow, his body would shoot pieces out of his chest. It was like a child-sized body horror commercial. <laughs> and it scared me so much when I was like four years old. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for your show. I, I love it so much. Have a good one. That's a good Bye. voicemail. Great that was song. Amazing. Great memories. Great memory. Great description. Absolutely. You know, when, you just, when she described it, I absolutely could picture this ad, and I remember this game. Do you remember? Did you have this game? Yes, I feel like we did. I had completely forgotten about this game until about three or four weeks ago. I was uh, writing something for the TBTL newsletter, and I got into. I was writing about board game covers from the 1980s, and Perfection. I know it's very specific, uh, and um, and Perfection popped up. Popped up. Perfection popped up, and I had completely forgotten about it. And the I have an old. This was a '90s version. It looks like I had one from like the very, very early '80s. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it, like again, visceral, visceral reaction when I yeah. saw that. And if you don't remember it, if you're too too young, it was a um a a box that you would depress the sort of the center panel of, and you had a certain amount of time. Uh, to fill the the center panel had like little cutout pieces and you had to fit puzzle pieces into the, that fit into the spaces. Get the moon shape and the moon shape. Exactly. The X shape and the and X if you didn't shape. get them all in there before the timer ran out, they this the panel popped up and threw them all out. Put the pieces into the slot, make the right selection, but be quick, you're racing the clock. That is upsetting. You race to fit the shapes into the slots, but you better be quick. I'll bet you I could beat that game now. I think we could. I mean, we uh, are we we're adults. I, I know shapes. Although I don't know that my reflexes have gotten any better. <laughs> That's true. But TBH. I mean, my I've been practicing my shapes for a while now. Yeah, you're getting I'll pretty good you, at yeah, your shapes. I'm, I'm getting pretty good. And also, I mean, <laughs> thank you so much, Caroline. That was. Absolute perfection. Red means stop. Green means go. <laughs> Yellow's the other one. <laughs> I just talking about shapes made me think of that drop from the league. You court. stepped on my great outro. That was no, absolute I, perfection. I, I, I heard it. No, I heard it. You can You can really sell anything. Yeah, me just muttering lines. From TV shows. We do it all the time. From a long time ago. And I stepped on your outro. I'm sorry That's about okay. that. But anyway, thanks, uh, Vives. That was fun. That thanks was fun. And thank you. Thanks for the li- thanks to listeners for your feedback. Um, if you are listening to this on Election Day, um, vaya con Dios. And uh, we will talk to you next week. You can get us uh, on Facebook at the Facebook group. You can email us at after these messages show at Gmail, and you can call us at 607-444-5597. Again, it's 607-444-5597. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you next week. Cancel.